last time on Lawful Stupid. You were able to get away from the Tigertian army from the help of a friend, Eshi. She was able to get in touch with Alaric, Loxodon, and he was able to bring his Earth Adillo out to your location. And you told him you wanted to head down to South Barrow. You just wanted to cut through all the noise and, and make your way to Catacomb Isles. Fume, you will hear the voice of Riz in your head. And he says, We're able to get you some help, but I need you to do me a favor. And when you get to the forest, remember how you found me the first time, the the big white tower? I need you to do that again. You make your way up the stairs that that circle the inside of this tower. You knock on the the trap door that's there. So glad you made it. Well, I'm just going to go explore the tower while they do this. You make it to the top of this tower where normally like a window might be that would see out. And and instead of it being a window, there's this uh, red door, not a bright red door. I think Will's going to channel his invoker juices to his hand. Is like one with his element and his god. He's going to open the door, attempt to open the door. And you open the door. And standing in front of you is Dean and like his like undies in his own room. And he says, well, this is unexpected. crew made their way on an earth adillo down through the dreadful forest covered in snow which was also covered in snow to a campfire that was oddly placed with no other footprints around it but these strange bat things that seemed to be hanging in the trees they did encounter them but were quickly shoot away with alaric's nostril blast (laughs) trunk blow they proceeded to make their way out of the forest to the edge of the river swiftly across that river due to some shadow jumping and a quick wit by Fume. A jaunty tune in my heart. A jaunty tune, which will be made into a musical. Uh, and we're able to to make Riz's tower reappear strategically about five days travel from the dome of the... Dang it, right at the end I messed it up. The Dome of the Catacomb Isles. The Dome of Doom. You almost had it. Almost did it. Almost did it one. Um, and where we left off was they were learning about the reinforcements that were going to be coming to them from Riz. And the last thing that happened is William decided he would just go upstairs and try the door that Riz and Ryan can never seem to go into. But he was successful. Landing on the other side of the door in his pajamas was Dean what what, what are you how did you why is this uh, I'm William what are you doing here this is my closet um good just just checking your house is in what city one more time the Sun Elf Kingdom oh yeah, that's right. Hey, go get the queen. Not this again. Listen to me. She's not interested. No, it's not like that. Listen, I just don't want to leave. I, d- I don't go through the door. I don't know what will happen. So I just figured we keep the door open. Go get the queen. Tell her I need her help. Uh, to start save the world? Question mark? Where are you? Um... The details are uh, muddy and messy, but 
The catacomb? I'm, a, I'm catacomb adjacent. Oh, and the, you know the big the red sleeper islands coming to Earth to destroy Yes, yes, it? we've, it's, it's getting bigger. Yeah, we're going to stop that. Well, I hope so, because otherwise everything is just going to be dead. How is Beatrice? Is she okay? You go give me the queen. I'll give you a rundown on Miss B. And maybe put on some pants. Maybe not. See the war. Deal. Uh, and he, like, reaches in, like, past you to get some clothes. If you think... Oh, sorry. Sorry, these are just my favorites. That's... If we're gonna go to war, I'm just gonna... These are the ones I want to wear. It's weird right. that... Can you just move over just a little bit? Thank you. I, yeah, I... Okay. I'll wait. Uh, I'm just gonna leave this closet door open yeah. in case... Yeah, don't... don't you don't disappear. Don't. Everything's... Uh, he runs away uh, for a while. I, I'll have to find one person. Oh, uh, and he's able to bring back uh, Bertrand and the Queen. <clears throat> oh, hey! So Bertrand was the guard. He's no, and, and Bertrand winks at you and he says, "I need you to come back." Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, you just short version this. And we're gonna we're gonna establish trust because I didn't lay waste to your city. Um, remember the moon that's coming to crash down. Everybody sees it, big red, big bad. We all agree that's not good for your kingdom. Yes. And the queen says, "Of course it's not." Perfect. Catacombs, real bad. On the same page. Why? Yes, but why is it bad? Um, mostly because um, that's what's bringing down the moon. Okay, but what would you have us to do? I'm glad you asked. So, there's going to be a war, and we could use your people for the war. And she kind of turns dramatically, and she says, My people haven't been in war since... Yeah, the Twilight Wars. It's going to be weird. They're on our side. Um, So, you guys are going to be like side-by-side fighting, but it's important because, um... Oh, uh, Taggart. Yeah. They're on the bad side. Mm. And the name Taggart brings back, like, an even worse taste. And she says, yeah. You thought the Twilight Elves were bad? These were basically fighting neo-Nazis. And you may not know what that is, but I do. I'm not familiar. Yeah, it's bad. Imagine, like, what you thought the Twilight Elves were, and then what mm. you thought the Taggarts were. Mm-hmm. It's neo-Nazis yes. are kind of like that. Well, what would you have us do? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. I just need you to go get your army and march them right through this door. And then we'll, we'll gather up here. And she kind of, like, take, takes a couple <laughs> steps by to, like, look in, and she sees, like, how small this room is and how, like, it the stick. It's bigger on the inside, I promise. I suppose I've seen Stranger Things in the past month or two. You want to you wanna step through? I mean, I'm sure you can step and back. She has it. She says, she says, no, no, no. We'll send soldiers through, and then I'll, I'll follow. Sure. Through. I just don't want to get trapped there and there with them without me. Sure. I'll wait. So, uh, Queen Lazia, she kind of turns back to Bertrand, puts uh, an arm on his shoulder. Uh, she says... Prepare for war. 
and Bertrand just like surprised and she says now boy and Bertrand like looks to you and then he he scampers away and Joffrey brother is still kind of just like using the like spear to pick his nose and on his way out he's like Joffrey hey Joffrey we always need somebody for the front line Joffrey yeah you're gonna be a brave hero Joffrey come on and he drags him out the door um it's it's some time like you hear like a oh uh, hey queen can you send Dean back into Dean's closet uh Dean comes back in and he's got he's he's like kind of sweating from where he's been running around spreading the word as well hey Dean why don't you get armored up and come on in here you can have like a quick reunion uh before the fight yeah I'd love to uh yeah let me let me just put my best armor in and uh I'm gonna I'll be right in there so he, he runs to another room, throws on some armor. Uh, it's a pretty light set of armor, and it doesn't look like he's used it very often. It's like it's shiny, you know, more for maybe show than actual use. He's like, all right, um, we're, I, I think I'm ready. I'll, I'll just come through with you guys. Okay, come on. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. He steps inside, and I think as he's coming in, you begin to see more of the troops that are lining up inside of Dean's house to, to come in through his <laughs> Narnia closet. Okay. Real quick. So so Dean comes through. He's got shiny armor. Shiny armor. Right? Hey, hey, Dean. Do you just want to like, look real cool for Miss Woody? This looks good. This is my best my best armor. No, it's it looks it looks like you're a bitch. Why would you say that? This is why would why is that a like, thing? I've never fought before. But I could I could make that armor have some wear on it, but, you know? Put some flames on it to make it look like you've actually seen combat. Oh, some flames would be really cool, actually. Yeah, not what you think. <laughs> he melts into a I pile want to tarnish of his armor and make it look worn. No, um, okay, it, it looks, uh, burned. Freshly burned. Yeah, now it looks like you fought a dragon. You're welcome. Dragons haven't existed for uh, thousands of years. Uh, William, why? That makes you a badass. Oh my god, now I've explained how to create a whole backstory for all this armor that. Is... No, don't lie about it. Just don't bring it up. Don't walk up and but lie. What if she asks, like, first thing, like, oh, you have this newly burnt armor? What am I supposed to say to her? I don't think that'll happen. Go. And I shove him in the direction it must be. Okay. Um. Yeah, and, and then the army is coming through, and they're kind of looking to you for, like, can we come through? I give him a high five and push <laughs> him along. Uh, and Dean, so he heads downstairs. <laughs> Everyone. All, all of them. <laughs> anyway, so I hope yes. Will's not upstairs inciting a race war. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he's been up there. It's been 20, 30 minutes. He's, no, he's we've gone, already started and... Monopoly without him. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, he's going to miss. We Good. We're on our second uh, batch of cocoa. That never ends well. <laughs> Riz is it, he, he's talked you through um, kind of just kind of adding up what your troops look like okay so you know twilights are coming that's great you know how many can you expect from that oh you've also got um, you've got your baker's dozen uh, boner cycle orcs who are going to make their way here and they're probably going to do some big stuff each boner cycle is worth a dozen men so <laughs> you've got some invokers also that are going to be coming with uh, the Twilight Elves. Um, you've got the Megalos, which is, you know, a- in its own right, an army of its own. Also, you, you've you got this Loxodon who's got his Earthadillo that's going to be helping as well. <laughs> and my axe. So, and my bar. presumably, Breeze is. He'll be here any second. Doing something. Is the second it's most dramatic, he'll be here. 
right, all right, all right. Uh, and and so you're kind of just taking taking stock of what you've got. And then Dean steps down the stairs into this main quarter. Oh, hey, Dean. He says, uh, oh, hey, hey, uh, you, uh, how's it going? Pretty good. Yeah, um, um, Will told me to come on down, so here I am. How? How'd you get here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Dean says, um, through the magic door. And as soon as he says, magic door, Riz stands up so fast that whoever's sitting on the couch with him, you flip over, and he says, he opened the door, and he's like, he opened the door? And they both run, and he's like pushing through people, and the door is open, and he's staring at it, like as soldiers pass him around the shoulders, like in this very small room, they're just bumping into him every time, as as high fives are given. Yeah, B is situating herself so her skirt's not flipped up, thank you very much. <laughs> and Dean helps her to her feet. And he says, "It's it's been so long. I I'm I'm glad you're okay." Uh, it, it doesn't feel like that long, but uh, thank you. Um, nice armor. That's new. I got it from a dragon. Uh, a dragon. I killed it, and this is the armor that it, it had <laughs> in its belly, and I got it. Um, I'm sorry. That's that's a lie. Um, <laughs> William just he said I didn't look very cool because I had this shiny new armor and so then he shot me with fire and um, oh, well, I, I just gotta be honest with you here and she'll press the digitate it clean <laughs> get all the burnt scuff well, marks off well what do you, you like it? you like this armor? Well, it's nice and shiny oh thank you um, so I guess we're going to war together that's pretty cool war is not that fun but, uh, well, figuring out how time went, I was in war when you were not even born. This is kind of interesting. Well, you made it through. Uh, I was asleep for 600 years. Man, time is weird. Neo's armor was twice as shiny as yours. <laughs> oh, Neo's armor was black. You'll never be, you'll never be my real dad. <laughs> Neo's armor was black. Kind of sparkled a little bit. Neo's uh, armor was badass. <laughs> Back upstairs, uh, Riz and Ryan, like, almost tears, like, his eyes are welling up. William. Did you open that door? Mm. Yo. Was I not supposed to? There are very few people who have that ability. You know, our, our friend Findle from Goron can can do so. Um, there's another individual who likes to sell goods, but he comes in from time to time and uh, goes as he pleases, but no one else. Yeah, maybe I'll show you how sometime. What did you do? It's a pull, not a push. Oh gosh! Um, Bless. Yeah, you just, you just open it. I just, I, I channeled all my divine powers, and I turned the knob, and the knob like exploded in my hand, and then I pulled oh, the golden. You really know how like, to work a knob. You gotta knob. reach for the under knob. Is the secret? <clears throat> no, I've heard that before. You gotta handle both knobs at the same time. 
Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a pro- I, I just opened the door, man. So the knob exploded, <laughs> and then you yeah. were just able to do whatever you wanted with it. The left door. it left a messy residue on his hand. Well, but that's, it that's, was that. a consensual, I think. I think the door opened, and I asked. It's fine. The end. I. <laughs> the end of bit. Listen, Riz, I'd love to keep talking to you about this, but I have all these high fives to I, give. Hold on, hold on. And he stops the soldiers. He stops us. Whoa, whoa, what? Hey, what are you doing? I have I to got... try. No, I have to see. I have what? to see if no. I can go through. No. Oh, you want to go through? Yeah, sure. Go I ahead. Just, Riz, this is this is where you're supposed to be now. This is where the final, like, it's very ironic, but. I. All right. Doesn't matter if I can go through. Yeah, maybe next time. No, we are needed here. We'll fix things and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Look, I opened the door once. I could probably do it again. But just in case I can't, we're just going to leave this door open for right now, okay? Yeah, here, and I, and I wedge a, a rock underneath of it. My, my, my shadow-stepping <laughs> rock, I grab that. And I- You've defeated my <laughs> door to other worlds. And I kick it like a few well, times underneath really. it. It's, it's like I don't have long-distance calling, but I've got like a local area calling. So it's fine. Mm. His shoulders kind of slump. Um, he's kind of defeated by it. Like he's, he's he's happy that the door was open, but he's like his chance. Like he knows where he needs to be, so he doesn't yeah. go through. And he says, "I'll I'll just be downstairs making rations for everyone." Refreshments, yeah. You promised. Okay, here. Hey, Riz. Yeah. Hold my hand for a second. <laughs> And the blue dragonborn with this giant paw, paw hand in yours. And I'm gonna walk him over to the door, and I'm be like, "If you want to step through, you can just like step through for a minute. I'll be right here, so you won't go all the way through or get stuck or nothing, because I'll hold your hand." Okay. Uh, and he he stoops his giant body in through this doorway, and he's able to step through. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna look at him dead in his eyes while I'm holding his hand. I go, "Hey, man." I won't be mad if you, if you let go. And he does let go of your hand. And then he looks back. He says, um, there won't be anything left if we don't take care of things here. And he steps back through. And then he puts both hands on your shoulders and says, thank you. And he like he gasps and he he pushes soldiers out of the way, and I don't know if somebody he's going downstairs. You just see yeah, him sure. just bolting downstairs. William starts waving soldiers back through. Come on. Um, and he's run. He runs down the stairs. Um, I, I think if you guys were you, and then you hear, woohoo, yes, and he's like, this is so fun. And if you step out on the balcony and look down, you see a Riz Ryan combination making giant snow angels mm-hmm. on the ground. Because they can get out of the tower now. It may, there's an extra weird wing because of the tail. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fifth leg. Uh, Two-tier dress. It, uh, I'm going to start grabbing these soldiers and directing them to like establish a camp outside of the tower. Because they can't all stay in this tower. Uh, so they're going to need like to establish a foothold here. Like a garrison. Yeah, and I think over a day or so, they, they know they've got five days. It's been brief. People are people are beginning to, to make their way here, um, alternate route. So you've got sort of this two-pronged 
approach to the Catacomb Isles. The Tigurshan army obviously has like the most direct path and they have kind of taken that over. Anyone who's coming to help you knows to avoid that. And over the next couple days, they build kind of this contraption to, to bring in items through the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, they build a system of pulleys um, to, to, to take lumber and supplies, and they are building this makeshift camp. And it has started all around, you know, the center of this thing is the tower. They started building hard structures for soldiers' quarters, places to uh, for their battlements, for their equipment. Because um, they're, now they're just taking shifts. It's almost they just moved the camp here. This is their new home for the next few days, several days. Um, day three. You feel the earth begin to rumble. Uh, and as you look at your tower and you see that the Megalos has made its way to you all. Um, and as, as she gets close, uh, you're able to, because she's Kalistar, she reaches out to you, William. She says, it's about time. And I just mean that mostly for me. I, I was about you. to say, if you came here and talked some shit about, I've been here for forever. Also, I opened a door in the tower, and Riz is real happy now, so. I, that seems impressive. A, a door's a door. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but Riz is stoked. Well, that's good news. If yeah. he's happy, I'm happy. Good. Also, your Earth Adelo friend is here, and we call him Rock and Roll now. I expect you to get on board. Oh, well, I hope you're nice to him. He can be a little slow, but he's the one of the best friends I ever had. Mostly dependable compared to anyone. Don't trust a man who won't eat a rabbit offered to him for free. I don't, yeah, I mean, he never forgets. Oh, hold on, you didn't hear that. We were in a, we're in a call. You didn't hear that. That was just me, Chainsaw, talking about just life. Just talking in my sleep. <laughs> just talking about life. Um, it's nighttime on day four, and you you don't hear them, but you hear a, a, a kind of a murmuring downstairs of people shouts back and forth. Um, and then, like this light kind of sweeps over, kind of the the, the, the snow there, like it glistens, like a, a really bright glistening. Um, and it seems like out of thin air appears this really elegantly dressed, but also very dangerously armored Twilight Army. Um, and they're rolling 15,000, deep. And behind them is this, like, caravan. Um, they have several, several, I mean, probably a mile or two long. Um, and they've got guards posted around those as well. And they they pull up into camp, and they've got supplies, and they've come to set up, and they begin to do the same thing. And, and at first, um, there's a lot of bickering as you walk around now these these encampments. There's a lot of fighting between the Sun Elf Kingdom and the Moon, uh, the Twilight Elves or the Moon Elves. Of course, I gotta go greet them. B, I think. There's a point where you, because you've seen both sides, and you think that it is, like, there's a big misunderstanding here. Like, time has changed. You know them. You know what they're about. And you also know these moon elves and the twilight elves. Um, You really don't have as much experience with the moon elves because you're, again, your family moved away a long, long time ago. So Mm -hmm. maybe you're wondering why 
the moon elves are here? Yeah, that's that's a big question. I feel like a bee would try to, I guess, sneak in on the meetings of the leaders of the various groups because we have the sun elf queen and who knows what the moon elves are, but she knows her siblings so she can stand in over there. What's going on here? Yeah, I think you're. I think uh, Lafayette and Marguerite uh, are both there. Mm-hmm. Marguerite has like a noticeable bump on her stomach as well. Um, What's that all about? And she she just smiles as she as she touches her stomach and she says, "Well, you know, I thought I was too old to have a child, and it seems the gods think otherwise." Well, that's impressive. Having children, it's, I mean, it's pretty normal. I've already age, had perhaps. several. Right, your age, yes. Well, I love it all the same. Uh, well, congratulations, but I did hear fighting and bickering, so I... Yes. It seems the age-old battle between the sun and the moon still likes to, to rein in. But I was able to travel out. I have some old contacts at the, at the, the Moon Kingdom. I may have stretched the truth a little, but they, they no doubt know that the Moon has changed and has affected even their ability to work and to live. And so it wasn't extremely difficult to convince them that we would need their help or they would perish. Well, of course, that would... <laughs> if the moon comes down either further, everyone's going to perish. Shouldn't we all just unite under one cause at this point? It's ridiculous. Still fighting over... What? Land now? I think so, but people face danger every day and then find something to complain about. And these people are no different. Maybe a... War against something even more frightening will help unite them. I'm afraid that that's potentially the only way that they'll say that we fight the same thing. And we can be one again. Or at least learn to coexist. It would be pleasant. Be nice to see the extended family we've never got to meet. And again, she grabs her stomach and she looks down and she smiles. She says, indeed. But really, should you be here? I'm... I wouldn't miss it. I'll stay away from the danger. Lafayette swears he'll protect me. And then Lafayette, like, comes from out of the crowd and he's, like, eating, like, a giant loaf of bread. And he's like, they said there would be refreshments. And he's just, like, chomping down (laughs) on it. You both are far too old to be fighting. Really? Oh, I'm not going to fight. I'm going to command. That's what I do. Sister will stay in the tower and watch us destroy the enemy from a distance. Okay, good. Jeez, you act like you're still a couple centuries old. He's like, look at this armor. And it's like extremely shiny and well-kept. No dings, dents. Yeah, that means you're a child in battle, brother. (laughs) Ridiculous. Somewhere, somewhere nearby, Dean just. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and so she says, 
seriously, sister. I hope that you won't be too much in the thick of it. Let's let these armies fight for once. I will let them do as they do, and if I find myself near the front, then that's where I am. I know that I won't stop you. Yeah, you could try that older sibling card, and it just doesn't quite work. Well, this little one's going to need his or her aunt around. So it'd be great if you wouldn't go getting yourself killed. I will do my best not to. I will promise that. She kind of nods back and forth, so long as it's... I guess I'll take it. Uh, and then she just reaches in and gives you a hug. Uh, <laughs> and from out of nowhere, Lafayette like jumps in. He's like, oh, yes, my favorite. And he, he's like chomping crumbs all over you guys. Oh, my gosh. I just cleaned this. Um, let's just do this. Uh, Beatrice, can you roll... Here's what I want to do. I don't know what this is. Maybe performance. Um, I, this is kind of just you are able to walk between these camps, kind of pulling key leaders away from each of the camps um, and, and trying to just build some relationships over the next couple days. Um, kind of like highlight that they need each other despite their, you know, the misgivings in the in the past. You want a persuasion? Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like we're just doing this role to make up for this entire army, right? So just you're kind of like. If it was to happen okay. over a period of time. Guys, okay. weigh in. What would that be? Uh, I mean, persuasion <laughs> could be it. It sounds like you're describing a flat charisma. Pers- you're persuading okay. people. Yeah, good luck, B. <laughs> she can observe some <laughs> shit out of some armies. <laughs> what is it? Is it like a one? Natural <laughs> that was a nat one <laughs> for a two. <laughs> um, this moment brought to you by... <laughs> Kingdoms who still hate each other even long after the war has been won. Here, 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 here. I, I have been saving up my lawfully stupid inspiration mm, for this uh, is a good time to use saving oh. Lucian Fume. Okay. Let me, let me, let me finally use that. We'll see how well that goes. For a whopping five. Five. Mm. <laughs> You are able to... Uh, <laughs> there's one, like, group where they first blend from, you know, they almost like one side of the tower, Moon Elf, one side of the tower, Sun Elf. Um, but there's, like, a pocket that's close to, like, underneath where you can step out the outcropping of this tower. They've kind of b- begin to, like, hang out and, and chit-chat a little bit, um, more so than anyone else has between the two races of elves. Oh, my God. Gosh, because they're doing still so awfully, could I like lie my way and just kind of like have them comp, like just spread little false positive rumors <laughs> around the camps to make them a little more happier? <laughs> I'm a better liar. Than you would that. like to do that yourself, or to have like these these other elves kind of help you do that with like their own races, like convince help them have them convince their own people, yes, of things that are good about the opposite races. Yes, please. Give me another charisma check. I'm gonna go with deception, please. Or just you want to do? Okay, so you're gonna tell them things that they're gonna spread. Okay. 
Yeah. Eighteen. There you go. <laughs> Little think, white lies yeah, everywhere. You're, you're building false like narratives that are good. They're like, hey, did you see that the Sun Elves gave food to the Moon Elves because this group that didn't have any? Oh, did you see these guys training up the Sun Elves because, you know, or they healed this guy for, you know, just because he got injured and they, they took their own time to eat. And so you're kind of spreading these things out. So I will give you that, we'll say about a quarter of these individuals now are interacting instead of like a sixteenth or a pocket of them. Oh, thank God. Thank you. (laughs) One thing we love at Lawful Stupid, among the other things we love at Lawful Stupid, is spreading the word about your business. Or maybe you want to tell your sweet, sweet grandma that you love her for the world to hear. We want to give you that chance. If you're a business and want to get your services on the air, or just want to tell a loved one a personal message, head on over to lawfulstupid.org forward slash message in a bottle. There you can take around 250 words to say what you want. Business ads are $20. Personal ads are 10 Tell the world what you have to hear with Lawful Stupid's message in a bottle. Uh, kind of check in with like wherever the wherever the war table is, wherever people are standing over maps and discussing strategy. Yes, I think that it, there is probably three floors that are underneath the, the ground floor, and they expect because like at the base is the largest right that they built this tower on, um, and magically moves. So it has like a large area for probably fifteen to twenty people to be in, and you've got some high level officers. Um, from both kingdoms, you've got uh, actually I think even Williams there, of course, because of the Megalos. You've got the Loxodon, Alaric, who's down there. You've got Riz and Ron. Um, I don't know if Beatrice would be down there at all. Oh yeah, she would. Yeah. Okay. So, and we can transition to that now. And so the the fight, or at least where you're going to enter into this fight, is a couple days away, and the moon is just is extremely close. You've got probably a week left. Um, but you're, you're going to head out in a couple days to fight. Yeah. Uh, so there's obviously some guy. I'm assuming there's some some big cheese general types in the room representing these different. Yes, and they and they've been in wars or studied wars because they have, some of them were even they were babies during the war, and so there were still some of those offshoots of rivalries that happened. Um, even after the wars had ended, there were still like feuds. So, uh, what's the best, worst idea we have so far? Uh, and Riz says, Well, we've got to get inside, because that's... We, we don't know what we're looking for inside, but... That's where Nova is. That's where she wanted you to be, yes? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a few notes, if I may. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, so I've been noticing kind of the tensions around camp. 
Um, so I think we should probably avoid any mixed unit tactics if we can. We should probably try to regiment these guys in groups. My recommendation to the leadership from the Sun and Elf, the Sun and Moon tribes, uh, you guys are never going to get along with each other. So maybe you encourage them to compete against each other. You're really going to let those Moon Elves go out there and kill more Tigersh and Scum than us, the Sun Elves? No way, guys. That kind of thing. Um... I, can I borrow the Moon Elves? Moon Elves, you got your zoo leader um, here? For what? Uh, so my plan is at nighttime, me and the Moon Elves, who operate by night and are elusive, are going to come in with some guerrilla tactics, and we're going to terrorize these bastards all night long. They're not going to get a second to sleep, because we're going to be hitting them with hit and runs all night long, disappearing into the darkness and really messing their days up. Once they're tired and and just exhausted from dealing with us all night and the sun breaks, I think Sun Elves come in. Uh, fully supported by the Megalos and the Armadillomon and we just and we just hit him with everything at that point um, I think that at that point Miss B you're probably the best presence on the battlefield for any of these guys to look to so maybe I mean as a beacon of your people you kind of like lead the charge on the battlefield and then obviously will you'll have to be there in the megalos if we're using that um maybe at that point i'm kind of redundant in a large scale encounter i could run in and try to turn off the moonbeam i could just make it make a dash for it and see if i can just stop the mechanism it's a sound plan which will help to reduce their numbers greatly for the main attack. I would agree. And the morale is just going to be shot because we are going to we are going to we're going to do some bad stuff. Hey, Moon Elves, we're going to do some bad stuff. And they are just all of them are straight faced. You haven't seen a Moon Elf that's smiled. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, we're going to do very stern individuals. We're going to do some naughty stuff and protect your Mama Moon. And they just they nod. Or Daddy Moon. Which Moon is it? And they don't say anything. Okay, rock and roll. Uh, Just stern, but they agree. They you saw that when you said like we're gonna do some, we're gonna mess them up. They're all yeah. for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna do some some very mean things to them. Um, and he's and, and Riz says, so we we attack at dawn mostly. So it's like so do you going to attack tomorrow night? No. So like if we if we how many nights and days specifically are there till, till so the day of the battle, the night so prior to that is when we'll two kick nights off. leading into the third day. So right now it's it's like a nighttime I would say. Yeah. You have two more nights and then the next day you would ideally on the be second like night all the way. is when we will strike. Leading into the third day, which is the main, which we will be attack. relieved by the main force who are fighting fresh, get a full night's sleep. Yeah. All the troops get R and R up up until then, and then they're ready to come in and just wipe the floor with these guys that we've harassed. Okay, we will. Uh, so the night team will scout ahead because they're going to have scouts, no doubt. I, I don't sure. know. We've not noticed any yet. Yeah. So I don't know how far they are out because you're still a couple days so from. Tonight, probably, and tomorrow night, Moon Elves roll with me at night. We're going to just be picking off scouts. That's all we're going to do. It's just deny them information by 
finding this. We'll, we'll be able to find them in the dark. I mean, who knows? And, and me. I mean, like, we'll be able to figure that out. And then uh, we'll we'll just do that for the next two nights. And then they'll be dead on information. They'll have lost a bunch of scouts. They'll be panicked already. They're not going to sleep at all because they're worried that we're going to strike. And they're getting no information from their scouts. Then we attack, cause chaos and dissension within the ranks. They're like that all night. Day team comes in with the megalos, with the big armadillo, and uh, and, and all of our our fighting fresh uh, moon elves. Then less effective in the night. You guys are gonna bounce. Your your battle is fought and won. Uh, you guys go but out. Be on standby. We, yeah, you guys we, are gonna go out and rest. The numbers and are you, growing you, all you, the time. You become the re, you become the reserves. You and then you can critically strike wherever they need you the most because you'll be in, in reserves I think is maybe the best I, I, and open to any suggestions if anybody's got any other tricks moves or anything that's just how I think the best general outline of a plan goes you you hear um, uh, some loud commotions like outside from like it's a couple levels up above you right but you hear uh, people yelling Screaming, perhaps? Just a few. Sounds like a bickering. It sounds like the moon elves and the sun elves are are uh, back at it again. But then the door kicks open, and there is this rather large orc who steps in, and he says, Yeah, I got a plan. Kill everything. Where are we at on this? He's got my vote. Oh, and he sees you guys, and he's like, I knew it. Yeah, this is going to be very good. Is this the motorcycle guy? Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, Captain Drake. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys are with the day team for sure. I don't know what that means, but we're there. Good job. You will be there. Um, the only thing I could think of is perhaps... I'm going to have a hard time riding your motorcycles out from that door down the stairs <laughs> into the <game. laughs> You'd be surprised how well we can ride a bonus cycle. I believe you. Uh, and what you'll what you'll know is he's got about a thousand orcs that he's been able to bring from the camp. A thousand orcs. A thousand orcs. Um, That's I was correct when I said more than a dozen. They um they, and they came from all over because they they inhabit several parts of that land. You were only in like one small camp that the family owns and so he, he will explain that like oh nope <laughs> we have a uh, what do you call it when you own a store somewhere else a franchise so he's like a franchise <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool that's helpful that's a thousand orcs helpful. makes a difference I was over here being like oh dude a dozen orcs on boner cycles are worth a dozen men so that's like a dozen dozen but this is like a thousand dozen a thousand dozen yeah are we talking about Baker's Dozens? Are we talking about... Baker's Dozens? I don't know. Something better than that. And he says, uh, Brought that Barbados folk too. He said he couldn't <laughs> miss out. Hell yeah. Hell oh. yeah. Delightful. He was rather pleasant. And helpful. They're all... Uh, the gang's all here. The only problem with this night plan of mine is I'd feel a lot more comfortable if there's just somebody there to watch my back from a distance. And then, uh... Oh, you know he's going to appear at the right moment. You, uh... <laughs> Nothing happens. 
<laughs> all right, all right, all right. Just all right, all right, all right. On the wind. On the wind. On the wind. <laughs> on the wind. <laughs> so cool. So cool. So cool. So, so uh, all right. Generals, you, you have your orders. It seems like, Fume, you've kind of taken a, a lead role here. And so I will... Oh, I just... I'm super lazy, so I just want to do things the most right way possible, so I don't have to work as hard. Any any other suggestions? And everyone kind of just the plan is just what the plan is. Moon elves next couple nights picking people off, scouting ahead, reporting back, um, and we're gonna poison their food, guys. We're gonna. I whatever you need. I don't whatever you need. I don't need details, but this is war. We. Fighting for, for everyone in Nova Terra, and and the evils they 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 don't care. Just know that they do not care about you, and they would kill everything for a chance for 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 a demigod to be raised to god status. My father was a demigod. They can be quite useful, but they can also be quite belligerent, and that is the case we are experiencing here. She must be stopped. Let's get to work. Yep. Uh, and I think a lot of preparations are made. The the moon elves again. This is like they're they're that's when they're awake usually. Right, they're the nocturnal of of the individuals. They begin packing up uh, efficiently and only taking things they might need to set up a camp for like a day. So quick pop up uh, pup tents, stuff they can take down enough rations for just a couple days because. They, the way they're packing, you think they don't intend to come back, and they, they intend to give everything while they're out there. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna set them to work uh, in like different task force. Like these guys are gonna go poison food. These guys are gonna go sabotage. These guys are gonna get scouts with me. And so you do that, and you break them into teams. And I think you head off that night. Uh, but you, uh, there's conversation or something you want to have with these two as you head off on this night. They don't talk a lot, and I don't feel the need to... I mean, they know what, what they're about. about. Well, I know uh, what I'm no, about. They, oh, sorry, William and... Because I imagine they're, they know that you're going to be leaving. They get the picture of that. I mean, I'll be back in the morning. They might not intend to come back. I'm sleeping during the day. Fuck that. I'm not going out there with... I'm not going into this final battle with four levels of exhaustion. <laughs> uh, B would still hug Fume before he goes. You want to get back? Good. Then you'll get another one when you get back. For sure. See you later, dude. You know, man. Alright. William's not and worried about him coming back at all. <laughs> he will come no, I'm back. Not su- I'm not super concerned. Yeah. I, I die two days from now. <laughs> That's when um, I'm scheduled to meet death. <laughs> you and the moon elves march eerily silently out into snow toward the giant dome um, that now seems to be picking up some of that reddish color from the moon as being being pulled toward the dome. William, what are you doing? Resting. Could not be doing anything productive at all other than resting. I, I think you do that in the Megalos. Sure, hell yeah. Because I picture there's like enough room, that, like there is a room for you in this like place. Can I make a counter proposal? Go ahead. 
opens a bar in the camp. Like Hawkeye. <laughs> and retires. And <laughs> no, like Hawkeye and Mash, he like sets a tin up and he's I mean, he could. He's got like endless liquor. Soldiers. He could do that. I mean, I, I, if you want to play that card, what I'll do is give you some kind of bonus because you're going to be raising morale. If you'd rather be in the Megalos, good. I mean, well, now I have situation. to. I, listen, the min-maxer in me plus the bartender <laughs> in me says, yeah, he, he's... He, but it's going to do it with the Sun City. He's going to do it with the Sun Elves. Yeah, the other one's already oh. gone anyways. Yeah, so you've got... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Left. yeah I, well, the Twilight Elves are still around. Yeah, so there's Twilight only one Twilight, Twilight I kept saying No, there's Twilight only one Twilight. Seems... Beatrice is the only Twilight. Oh, the rest are moon or suns. Oops. I thought Beatrice. Wait, the, so, are you saying that the Twilight Elves aren't here? The Moon Elves. So there are Moon and Sun Elves. Uh, twilight Elf is a rare, rare combination of a Moon and Sun. I see. I just thought I thought Miss B's whole town was, was Twilight Elves. No, they're a combination well. of both Moon and Sun Elves. Recon every episode, everyone. If I confuse you, and I'm sorry because I do that a lot. It could just totally be me. Nah, I was on board. I kept saying Twilight Elves a second ago when I was like, "Hey, don't worry, they're gonna be here." And then the Twilight Elves show up, <laughs> and they rock in sun and moon. <laughs> they're so strong all the time. Uh, do you? So do you want to serve? Yeah. Kind of alcohol. Yeah, I want to set up a bar, man. All right, you do. You almost have like, like a like a celebration, and they know they're gonna get up in the morning and go. They're not drinking a ton, but they're just having a good time. And I think some stress is relieved as well as like the moon elves have kind of set off. And they have a mission now. Like they, they're they're dead set. And so they're having a good time. Um, and Bertrand says, hey, thanks for doing this, man. This is, even if we, we don't make it through the next couple days, just know that I, I really appreciate you a whole lot. Yeah, no problem. And I just, I cannot stress enough. First of all, have this chain breaker. Yeah, to drink that. You're gonna want to. You're gonna want to drink that. Just like home. Okay, great. Now that you've drinking that, this is a one-way trip, my dude. Don't get it twisted. I keep hoping that's not true. Hey, and that's why you're a good dude. But I'm just not here to lie to anyone. We all know that. We just don't talk about it. Yeah. No, keep say- keep saying that around the young soldiers. They need to hear it. <laughs> well, they they all know what they're here for. Because, as I mean, the Moon Elf said it. Our home's destroyed. There, there is no Sun Elf Kingdom. It, it doesn't matter. Moot point. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Look, this is a one-way trip, unless it's not. But it probably is. But unless it's not. You should drink more, probably. I I feel like it's only... I feel like that's going to... We're going to have a diminishing returns of, like, yeah, cheerfulness to... Actually, I, the more I think about it. <laughs> so, I think I'm okay right now. I mean, I'm in a healthy, like, understanding of our odds here. We are marching on a god. And while I'm quite confident of my abilities... The Biofestus lead us to victory well said drinks another drink uh, and I kind of think that's the, that's the setup and I will give you advantage on something there will be something that I say you know if you want to like a, a large scale 
uh, attack that you want to do or large scale event that you want to occur to help you advance into the bubble later on. Um, excellent. Beatrice, what you got going on? I think she would kind of be helping morale as well. Uh, a friendly reminder to the sun elves that the moon elves are trekking ahead for them to have better odds Mm. in the battle in the morning so don't let it get to their heads that they're the only ones (laughs) doing well that they're sacrificing their men's for them to do better in the morning or men and women all all of them um but overall i think with her nature and nice passive insight Mm. she would kind of more gravitate to the more nervous and sad ones and try to cheer them up in the more of the motherly fashion just try to like take care of them raise their spirits a little bit give them a confidence boost of like no you can you'll do well you'll do fine all the same cause um even if we don't make it ourselves the future generations that we've left at home will have a better chance um, I think one thing that you also notice is that as you made your way through these camps, the caravans, they've brought um, a lot of the younger invokers. Well, I say younger. It's like the teenagers. Um, so you see invokers that are any any age from like 15 Jeez. To, to 20. And they are definitely like all huddled up together, not in armor, um, kind of just hanging out with one another around this campfire. And there's probably 40 of them. Uh, yeah, she'll definitely gravitate there. Um, and I don't know. I think the best way for B is to kind of like tell stories to them. Because mm-hmm. she was around 600 years ago and she understood the stories of the war that her parents fought in then. Um, they were always kind of inspirational. She would just kind of go on about the, uh, I guess the whole story of Sanjay and Terse and Unith. Uh, the true one that she knows. <laughs> because apparently it's been wrong for 600 years. Uh, and one of the young ones looks up to you and says... But what if we're not strong enough? Well, look to the person to your left or your right behind you, and they, in front of you. They kind of do. They like slowly like get that you're telling them like to do that now, and they kind of look left and right. We do better together. Being apart has brought sadness upon everyone, but see everyone here. We're all together, and we're all going to work as such. Roll a persuasion check for me. <laughs> she was lying. <laughs> she was lying the entire time. That's an eight. They they kind of look around. Uh, still, they still appear a little uneasy. Uh, better than they were. But definitely not confident in themselves. Um, 
And so where we're at now is we've got Fume who's set off into the night with the Moon Elf army. And doing the things that they've already talked about doing. You can only imagine what Fume might be up to. Um, we've got William who is kind of kind of building morale uh, for the soldiers there. And I think in a very appreciative way, we've got on the opposite spectrum of William is Beatrice, who's, who's kind of laying that motherly touch around as much as well. And that's as much as appreciated as alcohol might be on these times. Yeah, but if they wouldn't have got drinks, they would have got Will's pep talk, which is, it's a one-way trip. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe maybe even just the motherly touch, whether or not it's convincing, is like enough to like to soothe them, you know. And I think where we end is kind of as we, we pan up and we see uh, in the darkness the moon elves marching uh, east toward the dome, uh, the tower with all of the, the makeshift, like the shanties around it and the soldiers milling about. The two megalos sitting far off, but like massive, much larger than the, the tower is, or like as big as the tower is. Um, we hear a familiar tune that begins to build through as, as Beatrice walks to this camp, and she's humming that age-old tune that she was sung to as a baby, that she hummed to her children, and she is now humming as, as a source of peace to these soldiers. And that's where we're in the episode. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. We're very close to the end. <laughs> I thought this one might be it, but it's not. But we're very close, and we're just glad that you're on the adventure with us. So thanks for hanging in there. And now to my crew to do all the things they typically do. Hey, if you want to support the show, you know how to do that. You go to store.offstupid.org. We got some affiliates. You can get you some, some sweet dice. Get you some, some things to roll with. And if they're bad, I blame Devin. If they're good, I thank Avon. If they're somewhere in the middle, that's Shane. Uh, don't worry <laughs> about me. Okay. Uh, but stupid.org. Get your shit. Give us a little taste. Buy some shit. You can also go to to support our show our patreon at patreon.lawfulstupid.org and for a dollar a month you get all the extra little bits you could even get some of the little fun fun previews Dwayne's got going on for C4 in our patreon for a dollar that's amazing or you can go up to 50 and we'll be able to see your chat while we record D&D has so many cool and epic moments and I really like these episodes because you see all these different people from all these different walks of life and they have well-established disagreements and they come together because they know they're facing a crisis for the whole world. And I love feeling that way and I don't want to stop when the game ends and there's a crisis threatening our world right now in the form of climate change. So join me in continuing to be a hero by rolling for humanity for the Environmental Defense Fund. I rolled a three, but we're stronger together. So come on and join me and let's roll some dice and let's band together and avert this crisis. It is otherwise, it is a one-way mission unless it isn't.
probably Ginge uh, on my track. This is going to be pushed out pretty far, but you do you do magic things, so I'll just let you do that. And I apologize, but it should be good now. All right, so good news story. This one just blows me away. Headline reads. This is a lengthy one. Scientists discover a quantum imprint within black hole's gravity that finally resolves Hawking's paradox. Let me tell you something. It has been far too long since I've heard any of those words in a string of a sentence. I'm just like, I don't even remember what any of those are. But they do all make sense to me. Scientists are people who... (laughs) Yes! Scientists are very smart people, and sometimes I play them in games, but sometimes I am not a scientist. So there's that. Have fun. Be smart. (laughs) Read read that headline. Uh, Scientists discover a quantum imprint within a black hole's gravity that finally resolves Hawking's paradox. I don't know what the paradox was, but it resolves. Listen, I'd love I'd love to tell you the evil bit of this. I'd love to tell you the far the sinister shit. Um, <clears throat> but we'll, what I will say is, title of Elon Musk's sex tape. <laughs> I mean, it does look like a space butthole. Like <laughs> a lot. All right, uh, so this does count. Obviously, this imprint does count for Hawking's paradox. It doesn't count, however, for Shane's paradox. Now, however, hmm. uh, it, of course, Shane's paradox occurs whenever you have a black hole, which uh, is matter is so dense it would prohibit anything that is traveling at a speed less than the speed of light from ex- from escaping its gravitational pull. We all know that that can trigger Shane's paradox. Now, luckily, I did find in my own microwave after I was reheating some pizza, an imprint from the pizza that did account for 2XYA divided by itself, which does resolve Shane's paradox. So now I deserve a medal because I said some made up bullshit. It's not it's real. I don't like- on the quantum scale, you can't prove any of it. None of it matters. It's not real, and they're just making it up to make a dime. I can do it too. It's not special. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> I love it. This is the best one we've had yet. Oh, man. Well, that's that's that. And as we say always, we love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.